0: To everybody, let's begin and let's continue. The gewaldic is of Boyre. We are in the sugya of Kli. We said last week, let's just do a very quick recap. Uh, we said that boyre needs two conditions. Condition number one, there has to be a mixture. Condition number two, there has to be two items. When you have those two conditions <coughs> together, you have now in front of you a shayla of bayre. In order for boyre to be permitted, there has to be a fulfillment of all three conditions. You miss one of them, it's an isadaraisa. So yes, uh, last week on Thursday, we went through one of them. We went through the sugya of, um, what was it? Which one was it? I don't remember even. Exactly. I expect you guys to remember, if I don't remember, right? Yeah. Which was? Yeah. B- no, Biyad we're doing now. No, we didn't do that either. Yeah. Huh? Very good. We did the good guy from the bad guy, meaning that uh, only when you take the good guy from the bad guy, we discuss what is considered to be the good guy, how do you work that out? Okay, today we're going to go into the next sugya, which is Biyat. It has to be done with your hand. And where does this come from? What's the pshat that all of a sudden you do it with your hand? It's muta. When you do it with the cleat, it's asa. Like, like, what's the difference? So the Gemara again, Rashi, the Rishonim, say very clearly, boira that's done on a large scale was done with utensils, was done with specific utensils that were made for boira. That is the way to do boira. The moment you come along and you change that, and you do it with your hand, that's not boire. Again, my side, clearly Yosef, this is not a loophole in Yiddishkeit, chas v'sholem. There are no loopholes. This is posh, it's not fitting into the hagdora of Boya. Boire means to do it, number one, take the bad guy out. Number two, to do it with the kli. When you do it with the kli, that's the normal way of doing boire. The moment you do it with your hands, there's no shaila or boire. Now, there are two types of kli. Okay, that we have to know. There is what we call a Doroponon and a Doraisakli. Nafkamina, I guess, Skila, you know, carbon. that would be the Nafkamina. No real Nafkamina is the for us. They're both Asa. But on kaponim, there are certain kalim which are Mamish, Osor, Doraisa, we'll call them a boira monster. These are the boira monsters. They were made. Harenimohanamuzumun. The Goem didn't have this, but they did. They made this Harenimohanamuzumun to cause people to get Hasrashanam Skila. That's what they are. Mamish, these are boira monsters. These are made to do boira. Right, a sifter, for example. What is the sifter made for? To do moira, to separate the flour from the pebbles, or to separate whatever it means the impurities of what's going on in the liquid that you're trying to sift. So, therefore, anything similar to that would be a boira the reisa. Whereas something which just assists boira but doesn't was not made specifically for boira would be muta, meaning do oraisa, But of course, also So, one of the examples would be, let's say, what the Gemara says is a funnel. What's a funnel? A funnel is where you want to get, for example, you want to pour a drink back into the bottles. So you have this like little piece that goes down and gets turned into things so you put it in. That's not made to do boira. Now you could do bayra with it, but it's not made to do baira, so it's a du'ra Bonon kli when it comes to boira. So let me give you some examples. A simple example: um, an apple cora. Anyone knows what's an apple cora? It's a little piece, a little thing, stick it in an apple. That's a baira monster. Why is it a boira monster? Because it's made to do baira. It was made and lachatchele, you know. For boira, to separate the core from the rest of the apple. So that kravat is considered to be a boire. Whereas a knife is not a boire situation. A knife was not made to do boire. Now it can do boire. But it's not made to do boire. It's made to cut. It's made to, you know, Slice. But it's not made to do boira, but it can help boira. so that will be, if it's used in the wrong way, a durabon. It doesn't mean that a knife is boira, but it means if you do it in the wrong way, that will be a durabon and dika boya. Maybe an afkhimina, legabe, the punishment, maybe an afkhimina if you're allowed to eat the food, at the beginning of Sheikh Nilchas, talks about all those halachas, I'm sure over there. Al-Koponim. Does that mean, according to what we just said, that if the whole way of doing boira that makes it mutar on Shabbos, is biyat with your hand, second condition, does that mean I always have to use my hand? I can never use the keili? So when I tell one and take, now we understand Pshat by all the highly rebels, when you go to a tish, right? What's the Pshat, they're holding the, the salmon with their hands. I shall know, because they want to be, with the salmon, with the, with the, maybe there's bones over there, and then later they want to take it out, but they want to take the salmon from the bones, biyad, they don't want to do anything else like that. It's also much more geschmack when it's been handled by another 20 people before you eat it, by the way. It's a certain kadusha, there's a certain zach, right? It's a heidegger zach, which Parsha Rabbi said. So um, does that mean I have to do everything biyad, I can never use a utensil? The answer is no. JJ, when you are using a utensil in three ways, then it's mutter, okay? To use a utensil. What are those three ways? Listen carefully, very important. Number one, to avoid soiling your hands. If the only reason you're using a utensil, is posh, I don't think if my hands dirty, then it's mutter. So for example, if I want to take the tuna out of the oil, so that's the good guy from the bad guy, I'm good with condition number one. Condition number two means with your hand. So I take it out with my hands? No. I can take it out with a fork or a spoon. Why? Because the only reason I'm using a fork is not to do boira, but it's simply to stop my hands from getting dirty, then it's going to be more tough. Number two, to reach something that my hands can simply not reach. For example, I want to go to the bottom of the pot of chicken soup and get that piece of carrot that's at the bottom. A schmuck a carrot. I push I just can't get there. It's going to burn my hands also, but I can't get there. So I take a big ladle, I take apples and I go all the way down. The- so the only reason I'm using a utensil is not to do boira. is simply to make the selection easier for me. And that's really condition number three, is to make the selection easy. So, for example, to use a knife to peel an apple, which again we'll have to discuss what the of peels are. Is our big shaylas of peeling eggs, peeling bananas, peeling all sorts of things. We'll have to discuss that. But leaving out the sugya peels that at the end of the Ramadan some Shin Chavaluf talks about the bishen the yushami, there's a prima godim, we'll talk about it. But a kaponim in the simple way that when I'm getting something just to make it easier, then it's about to. So I can use utensil A to to allow me to get to somewhere that my hands cannot B to make sure that I'm not soiling or dirtying my hands, and three, just to make the selection easier. When it's done in that way, it is okay. So to use a fork to take the chicken from the bones will be a I'm taking the good guy from the bad guy. Obviously, miyad will get to tomorrow. And biyad means with my hands, which I don't know if I actually use my hands, but a fork becomes a brom an extension of my hands. Cheski, with me? Shmeel, yeah? That's a very, very important new site. Again, very, very big malachah over here we're dealing with. So we spoke about an apple cora. Um, there's such a thing called a olive grabber. Everyone knows what? Everyone ever saw an olive grabber. This is this little piece you put it out, and like the prongs come out, and it hops up. You're to be sorry, right? Okay, at least I'm, no, I just want to make sure that I'm not completely crazy, and there's someone else who will see the same thing. Is an olive grabber, right? They have it in Murray Park, no? Or Muncie. So you take that, you take that olive and you chop it out. Again, depending on the rest of the jar situation with the liquid, that could be a problem of using a clea over there. Baby bottle. To give a baby a bottle with orange juice that has pieces inside, is that a Shyla? Of boira, because obviously the, the you know the piece doesn't allow the pieces of the of the orange to come out, only allows the liquid to come out. Anyway, it's a baby which is much more mekal, which is why you're allowed to give a baby all sorts of things, even if they may do things on top. It's not a shaila. I know the oil is by the gemara you vomit coffee base that talks about sphere dime with the rash over there, it's not sphere dime because you're not causing invalid to an issa. We're not going to go into at this moment of time. Salt shakers. Has anyone ever seen? Here in Israel, very common. Has anyone ever seen salt shakers with pieces of rice in it? So you have those Frumis out there that say, Oh no, you don't have to do that, buy that. Be, be aware of those people. You should take the salt shaker and deliberately start shaking it on Shabbos Kodesh, Right? That's what you should do. Why? Because that's not I, I was once I was once at a place. Um, there was some Yid in there, big beards on you know, and there was a like there was something in there, a shail of muksa, whatever it was, and they were handling you know, with the thumbs, the whole zah. They were thumbed backwards and forwards. It's a muta? I don't know. Is a prima godem? So what did I do? Ah, simple yet. I go over to it, I pick it up, and I start moving it. Oh, you should have heard, like, that it was like, oh my gosh, like, what's going on? Right? Or well, I'll take a baby bottle sometimes and put it on a table with fly shake on the table. <gasps> Are you sure you know the halacha? Ah, I learned a couple of halachas in Boston of Uh-Halav. I think I know that that's muta. You know, Rabbi said, beware of those people. You're allowed to use a salt shaker with rice. What's the reason I, boyra? Yeah. The rice, By the way, you know I the to put the rice in there, right? It stops the moisture, right? Clogging up. So why is it water? Chesky, why is it okay? Svidav, me? Finished. Anyone? It's always like that, okay? Anyone? Can anyone help me, please? It's water. Yes, mask him. Why? Zev, Bottle the shi nice. huh? You're not, You're not eating the rice, okay Once again, and when we started boy, did, did the older guys not say we did this already? Ooh, we're getting somewhere. huh I don't care. Okay. huh Very good with the clean. Rabbi say, rewind, let's not share all over again. The simple reason why it's mutter is the holes on the top which, by the way, when you get to Simon Study Base, you, you'll you see that it's not a problem of the zay going in the salt, and you have to, okay, whatever. But Al when you pour the salt, the holes are not there to stop the rice. The holes are there just to evenly distribute the salt from going around, and therefore, there's no problem with using such a salt shaker on Shabbos Kodesh. What about this? What about to pour the end of the chicken soup in the, in the, in the, in the, in the sink? Now, in the sink, in most places, you have a drainer. Right, you want to make sure that you have like almost like a mini strainer inside to make sure that it doesn't get clogged up the pipe. So you have something inside the drain area, right, with the plug area that stops the garbage from going down. So you could pull it out and you know put that in the garbage. But the liquid goes down. Is that a Shiloh Boer to take the the the, Huh? Woo! it says Dobi It's all garbage. It, it's bad from bad. it's not separating anything. That's beautiful. That's Kavaldig. Even though if you want to talk Lomdus, we can go with the first, the second Beralocha. Ingenious test for the machikas, the Rambam. If bad and bad is good. Someone said something. Bad from bad. There's no separation going on. Oh, beautiful. A perforated. A, perf- a um, couple more examples. so we have to finish. And that is, for example, if you have a, um, a ladle, and you have a ladle, and you put it to the edge of the, of the, of the, of the pot, and then you tilt the ladle, so that all the liquid comes out, I just want a bit of luction, or I want some carrots, whatever, that will be a problem, because again, even if it's the good guy from the bad guy, but remember, I'm using a clean, that's always gonna be more tassa. So what would be the case that matters, It. Eh? This is the 8th October, it's the 8th October, I heard this from a He said, if you, when you hold the ladle inside, tilt the ladle, So that when you bring it up, it's already on a tilt. And therefore, the of the liquid comes down when I put it up. And therefore, I'm okay. Perforated spoons, using for the highly Right? A very common shiloh, Or or you've got cucumber salad or coleslaw, or whatever. And you take a perforated spoon... And of course, a perforated spoon allows the liquid to drop from there. Is that or asa? So, be'etsem should be asa Because, per- by the way, any cle that's ossa because of boire is going to be moqtura on Shabbos. It's agav. It's going to be moqtura. Now, in the case of what we're dealing with, if you're not maghbi that the liquid leaves, and you don't hold it over and you quickly use it in that way, then you would be allowed to use a perforated spoon. And the same would apply... Or differently, to a tea bag. Now, I have no idea if you're allowed to use a tea bag on Shabbos. We'll have to learn if it's special for that. I and Shom look up the book, I don't know. But let's say somebody made it, or it was made, or somebody, I don't know. You've got a tea bag. To so pull out a tea bag on Shabbos, that's an Issa a boire, a Boyra, because a tea bag is a Boyra monster. It is made in order to do Boyra between the tea leaves and the liquid that is inside, as you did the rash at the net that's around it, so I thought it, it's going to be a problem. A peeler, by the way, would be the same thing, because a peeler is made to do boira. Not only is it made to do Tomorrow it's a shayla also of Uvdin chol. Now there is an iglei tal, there is a ksar That time is that any peel that's normally eaten by rope in the Adam is going to be what's the peel on Shabbos. But then you have Uvdin chol shayla still in that case. But Ezra Shem tomorrow we'll talk about the sugya of miyad. What is the share of how quickly it has to be used after separating? Have a wonderful and beautiful day.